You're listening to the Great Synth 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Great Synth 68 Podcast. It is episode 43. I'm quite glad I managed to keep the numbers in my mind at the moment because it's going to get harder as it gets higher numbers, but... I'm joined tonight by Chris. Chris, how are you tonight? I'm good, thank you, Craig. Yourself? Yeah, I've been not too bad, thank you. I'm looking forward to you having to say this is episode 1,394. As long as you can carry my Zimmer frame to the car for that one. (laughs) (laughs) This past weekend, it was Birmingham City against West Ham United. It was Birmingham City who picked up their fifth league win of the season. Goals from Captain Keris Harrop, Emma Follis and Lucy Staniforth. I must admit I was a bit surprised when I looked at the stats for this game. Not because we dominated possession, which we, we, we've come to expect now, but because West Ham apparently had 12 shots. I simply can't recall them, Chris. After a bit of a shaky start, this was a very much a routine win for the Blues. Yeah, that, that is a surprise. I don't know whether they've clashed shots that, that were blocked by our defenders, maybe, because the only... The only real ones I can remember was the one in the fir- very early in the first half where they claimed for a penalty, and then one in the second half where I think it was Jane Ross who, who ran through and tried to tried to lob Anne, but Anne, Anne made a decent save. Apart from that, like you say, yeah, I'm struggling to struggling to remember a meaningful shot from them. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, there was that penalty incident. I I, I couldn't believe that the referee hadn't given this. It was it looked like pretty much Keris uh, almost caught the ball. Was what I saw from where I was, Chris. What did you think? Well, we were up the other end, so um, you know it's difficult to see. It, it looked like she leant towards the ball, if you like. You know, which suggests uh, an arm to ball movement as opposed to uh, ball to hand, if you like. But um, I think the shot was going in. It looked like it was on target anyway. So maybe we've got away with one there. You know, over the course of the season, it evens itself out. But maybe it's just another example of the uh, the standard of officiating in the WSL. You know, we've had many complaints over over the 43 shows we've done about women's football officiating, should I say, where it hasn't gone our way. And maybe this is the one that has gone our way a little bit. Yeah, quite possibly. And... I was quite surprised it wasn't on the um, women's football show. I didn't see that. I didn't see it in the highlights. If it was, but they they left that out, which is a surprise. I think it's one of them as well that you'd want it to be slowed down to have a proper good look at it. And obviously, I don't think the cameras are un- unless it's a live game being broadcast. I don't think they've got the capabilities to do that. It is what it is, and you've only got the one look at it, and maybe the camera angle that they had wasn't good enough to, to deem it worthy of showing it. I'm sure Keris will be will have her halo on and, and claim that it was all under control and it come off her, her shoulder or something. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I left a message for Keris on Twitter. I, I said she caught them out there and she she liked that tweet. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she knows more than she lets on, but yeah, as, you, as, you, as you say, no penalty and the game continued. It was Keris who indeed got the first goal and it was uh, a bit of a scrappy one. It came off probably probably a shoulder and it, def- it beat uh, Becky Spencer in the goal, Chris. Uh, we it wasn't the best of goals, but it got us off to a good start. Yeah, I think we're um, a side that certainly 
can score more from set pieces. We caused teams problems from set pieces, and, and Keris was the one on, on Sunday who rose highest. Certainly felt like she wanted it more than, than the West Ham defence. As you mentioned there, it wasn't the cleanest of headers. I think it's come off her shoulder. But thankfully, it's it's fell in a, in the corner of the net and Becky Spencer can't get over in time and uh, and the ball crosses the line and uh, and we get the start that, um, you know, I think settled us down. Um, yeah, we needed that goal and it paid off for us. Yeah, absolutely. And given the probably the height advantage of West Ham, they've got quite a lot of tall players in that defensive lineup. For Keres to beat them, it's it's obviously, she, yeah, as you say, she wanted it more. And what about that goal for Emma Follis, Chris? She's certainly making up for lost time with a second goal in as many matches. I'm loving watching Emma Follis play football at the moment. She's lively. She's she's showing her, her pace. Just her all-round game. I thought she was the most threatening at Arsenal. Probably the most consistent at Arsenal. And again, on Sunday, you know, it, it was almost like we were just we were just wishing the ball would go to Emma. Fantastic skills shown, brilliant close control. And, and this is a girl who's who's had to come back from from a nasty injury, uh, you know, a long layoff. She's getting her fitness back. She's getting her confidence back. And boy, is it showing, you know, she's looking every bit the player that she promised to be when, when we signed her. And it's fantastic to see. She's been getting in the right positions. Um, maybe it was just that lack of confidence that, that was holding her back, but the goal at Arsenal clearly has has um, has given her a new lease of life, and that finish on on Sunday was just delightful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a great, uh, it's a lovely chip over the top of uh, the goalkeeper, and it's uh, up for goal of the week. And right at the moment, I think it's leading by about forty percent against everyone else. So hopefully, yeah. for once, we're going to win this one. And if Danielle van der Donk's goal wins that, there's going to be trouble. Let me tell you. Because there's no way it was better than Follis's. It's certainly great to see her score once again. And I caught up with her after the game to discuss her first goals for the Blues. You must be really pleased that goals are starting to flow for you now. Now that you got your first one, it, it seems like you're finally finding that knack to find the net. And today was a really great example of that. Yeah, it just seemed like I've sort of broken that curse. I felt like I had a, quite a few injuries that were kind of like holding me back in the first year and a half. So it's nice to be able to be fit and back playing regularly. And now I feel like I'm getting my form back. So yeah, it was great to score another goal today. I'm really glad we got the win. The first one happened re- recently in a, in a really big game. Just just take us through that moment for you. You've been getting in the, position, the right positions at the right time. You've just not been able to find the net. And you finally broke that and you scored a great goal against a good team last night. Yeah, I feel like I was getting in the positions before scoring. But now I've sort of honed the skill in training and sort of been a little bit more calm under pressure and, and, and just sort of relaxing and then just seeing what I, playing what I see and it just seems to be working now so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Again a really great performance by the team. Yeah it's a great performance, everybody put like a, a hard work in today uh, going forward, I think we look much better today, much sharper, we created many more opportunities um, and also defensively we are one of the better, best in the league so we stuck with that and yeah I think we've been really working hard in training ground and I think it seems to be paying off. With the strikers of uh, Rachel's and Ellen's quality out out with injuries, it's great to see all the players stepping up to find the goals to get the, the points that we maybe last season we maybe would have got a draw. This time we're getting a step further and getting the win. Yeah, absolutely. They're two huge players, two key players in our forward line that we we miss greatly. I think they bring a different dimension to that to our game. And yeah, we have missed them, but I think we're now starting to adapt and and sort of work without them. But of course, when they're back, it will just sort of add to the strength of our squad. So we're looking forward to that as well. Wallace is now our joint top scorer with two goals. 
Remarkably, we have six goal scorers on two goals apiece at the, at the moment. Three of them are defenders. It's certainly a team effort, Chris, as Mark Skinner's side looks to make up for Ellen White's goals from last season. Yeah, and, and Rachel as well, obviously being out, you know, who, who has always been a goal threat. But it, it's brilliant that the goals are being shared around. I think Mark made a point before of wanting the midfielders to get in on the goals. Um, you know, carries from set pieces, I think. You know, Aoife obviously penalty taker and, and Megan has scored from from set pieces as well this season, I think. So, but it's, it's just great to see, you know, everybody getting in on the on the score sheet as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, another great game for Lucy Staniforth. She got the assist for the first goal and then she rounded the game up with her, the third goal for herself. It was Charlie Wellings played over the top and she laid it off unselfishly for Lucy Staniforth to slide it into the back of the net, Chris. An excellent ball over the top from Paige. You know, Paige charged those direct balls over the top a couple of times in that game and, and it paid off this time and Charlie's beat the offside trap. Bided her time, waited for Stan to, to get alongside her and, and played it across, you know, for a, for an easy finish for Stan. And, you know, that, that, that settled the game, really, as a contest. I think West Ham were, West Ham were having a, a fair bit of possession. The game got a little bit scrappy towards the start of that second half. But as soon as that goal went in, it, you know, it finished it completely as a contest. And, and you know, we... We won by, the, I think, the margin that, that, you know, the game felt like we'd win by. Yeah, absolutely. It was a convincing win for us. Before we move on, I think we should leave the last word on this week's match to the gaffer himself, Mark Skinner. 3-0 win against West Ham today, Mark. It was a bit of a slow start. That might have been because we haven't played in a few weeks and just get that rust off again. But once we got into our ways, we performed really well today. Yeah, I think we did. Look, West Ham first half gave a good account of themselves. I thought that... If I'm looking at it, if, if I was the opposition manager, it's probably a penalty, which might affect the game. But after that, I thought we got into our rhythm. And once we did, um, I thought we were the better team. And I, I think we deserved the, the points and the, and the way that we've performed today. Deserved the victory and three goals and a clean sheet. Excellent. And Emma Follis, once again scoring. It, it, we, we were saying on the podcast a lot, once you get that first goal, the goals will start flowing. And it's proved today. And the confidence to chip the keeper is amazing today. What a wonderful finish. So, But Emma has that. Emma has the ability to do that. And... And, you know, when she's now in there, and it's really strange, isn't it, confidence? comes from within because you've got to act and do something to make the confidence start. But then once you do, you kind of hit on form and you're on fire. And, look, you saw today some of the touches. Nobody else has got them kind of touches in, in the league. So if we can continue to make that and continue for that to happen, she'd be a real great, great player for us. An injury, obviously, to Megan that kept her out of the team today and Paige came in. I thought she did a decent job covering. I thought she was excellent. Um, and again, I just I just reiterate, I don't think she's, she's not covering. She's playing in her position. I, look, I've got good players. Some players will have to miss out and some will have to be picked. I, I genuinely thought Paige played really well today and she's given a fair play to her. And she's got the ability to do that. She just needs to be consistent in it. But maybe sometimes being held back gives you that little bit of extra force to push, push forward and she was great today and you know fair play to her I'm really pleased for her. Not the result you would have wanted against Arsenal but I, I thought the team put a great performance in despite the result. So do I I thought they were excellent and and again look you've watched us a long time and anyone that watches us people go we're organised we're structured with this that we're much more than that we, we structure and organise to attack if you don't have a structure and organise you're just a bunch of people playing on the field and I thought that 
against Arsenal we, we acquitted ourselves really really well but just didn't have the final third finishes and today we've gone away with some real good quality we should we should have scored more than we have done today and we've got to keep working on that yeah, as you say, it was a bit of a surprise to the commentators. They thought they were surprised at how well we played the ball around against Arsenal. But as you say, the fans, we, we're not surprised. And it just shows we might not have that final cutting edge maybe against Arsenal, but we took them to right to the limits. We're our, arguably our best strikers in the team. And, and we've got great players who can cover and not cover, take the places that they deserve, obviously, as you say. And today we were clinical with our chances and we played the moth park towards the end yeah we did did you ever feel it wasn't in control today i didn't i thought it was always in control and that's what our game's about control and if you can keep control of a football match you'd be surprised i read a comment somebody said from the west ham camp that we overplay but what's overplaying i think i think teams underplay you have a right and a responsibility to entertain fans and for me that's what we try to do so I don't think we overplay I think other teams underplay and that's, that's how I'll leave that, that statement Looking ahead it's Liverpool next away game what, what, what sort of challenge is Liverpool going to be they've obviously got Jess Clark who's a great player going forward uh, what, what challenges do you think Liverpool pose you next, next time out I think, they'll be, I think it'll be tough I think I think Jazz Matthews will return, which gives them nice, nice balance at the back with her left foot. The pressure was switched on on Liverpool when they played Bristol because they thought they expected to win. It's one of them games, the previous two, you're probably not expected to win the game. So I think it flipped on them like against us again, they're going to have to come perform. Regardless, I think they're a good team. I think Vicky Jepsen will get them fired up and focused and I think, she's, I think she'll do really well at her job. So I think it'll be a great challenge and I think we've got to go and try there and take the three points and try and control the game as we always try to do with every team. A quick roundup of the reaction then from this past weekend. Everton took on Arsenal. It was their first game since manager Andy Spence was sacked by the club. You expect a response when a manager leaves, especially after a run of bad form. And it probably would have been the case if it wasn't any other side other than Arsenal. They might have got something from this game, Chris. Yeah, I think it's a really difficult task facing Arsenal at the moment, as as every team in the league have found out. You know, they've, they've won eight from eight, so big roles again from from their big players and unfortunately Everton Everton could do nothing to stop them. I thought, I have to say, I thought Kirsty Lavelle we pointed out her, her unfortunate error against Yeovil on, on the last podcast. But I have to say, she, I thought she was, she was excellent, certainly in that first half against Arsenal. Made a number of really good saves. The one from Miedema's header, uh, which she's tipped onto the bar, is an absolutely top draw save. So if it wasn't for her efforts in that first half, you know, it, it, it could have been it could have been a lot worse for Everton. But obviously Arsenal continue to, to steamroller teams and, and score plenty of goals, but obviously unfortunately for them the, the, the win was marred by the injury towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. It was a ruthless Arsenal once again, which we've come to expect this season. And as you highlighted, it's a bit of a disappointing one. Well that's that's putting it lightly, I guess. For everyone involved, Jordan Nobbs was injured late on in this one, and it's as feared the dreaded anterior cruciate ligament injury. It's the latest in a long line of ACL injuries we've seen in the women's game. Surely something can be done. Research suggests that female players are about three times more likely to suffer this particular injury. More must be done to combat it, right, Chris? It's a really horrible injury, and us as Blues fans have have seen players affected by it throughout the years, but. You know, for for Jordan to for it to happen to Jordan, you know, she she obviously missed a great deal of the last World Cup, arguably the form of her life at the moment, and, and unfortunately with with the ACL, it looks like she might 
you know, I'd be very surprised if she's if she's back for 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 the World Cup now. It's just heartbreaking for the player, you know, because you want someone like that in in your team. You know, we have to face her when, when Arsenal player. We see her for Arsenal week in week out, absolutely bossing you know the, the division really. You know, Arsenal have scored so many goals this season and are eight wins from eight, and and a lot of that is down to the way Jordan's been playing. From an England perspective, really, really gutting for the players' perspective. You know, if if you can do something, you know, possibly a bit more, a bit more money into into looking at how we can how we can prevent not not prevent them because I think they'll always happen, but you know, really minimise the risk as much as possible because. You know, the, these are quality players that, that are missing out on big, big tournaments because of these injuries. Yeah, absolutely. If it's like, even if it's like some sort of footwear design to protect, uh, to put more support for the knee or uh, exercises that can help increase the strength for maybe the muscles around the knee as, to try and protect it, there's got to be something we can be can be done. And hopefully in the years to come, they find something to reduce the likelihood of this happening. Because players like Jordan Nobbs deserve to be at tournaments like the World Cup. And yeah, absolutely. It's it's just it's just hard it's just hard to take when you can see someone who's dedicated to the game and such a great role model for everyone, unable to compete at the highest level because of stuff like this, and it's it's sad. The next game we're going to look at then is Bristol City against Liverpool. It was another big win for Tanya Oxtoby's side. Summer signing Lucy Graham once again on the score sheet. What a find that's turned out to be. But I think Ella Rutherford deserves the biggest mention after this result. She was fantastic down the wing for Bristol. She actually reminded me a lot of Erin Cuthbert for Chelsea. She defended from the front and she was absolute handful for her opponents this week. Yeah, I, I think Ella's, Ella's, you know, obviously for coming from Millwall, she's she's had a couple of really good years in in, in WSL2 for Millwall. And then she's made the step up to WSL one, and she's found the the step up a bit tougher in terms of the amount of goals that she's she's being able to score. But she's off the mark now, and I agree. I watched a bit of this on BT Sport, and I thought Bristol played really, really well. Actually, you know, the you know as, as we said with Blues earlier, the the bravery that they're showing in in the way they're trying to play. I think the likes of Rutherford and Lucy Graham and and Carla Humphrey, you know, there's. There's, there's a, a young core of players there, similar to similar to how it is at Blues. They're getting the best out of at the moment, and Tanya's left Blues and 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 gone into the role, and they're doing a really really good job at the moment. Sophie Bagley as well, making making a really really good stop, coming off her line quickly towards the end, again showing her her abilities in goal, and it's another another good three points for Bristol. Really, I don't think they've got. They've got expectations of breaking into the top four or five, if you like. But if they can be the, the best of the rest, then I think they've had a really, really good season and, and it stands them in good stead for, for the years to come, assuming people don't go and nab all their players. People wouldn't do that. I mean, no no clubs taken <laughs> Bristol players in the in recent past. No. <laughs> Lauren Hemp. Lauren Hemp and uh, uh, Hayley Ladd. We, we won't yeah. mention we won't mention <laughs> the one we've got. Sorry, <laughs> Arthur, yeah. The next game was Brighton versus Reading. Hope Powell's experience as a coach continues to be tested as the Brighton side suffered their sixth defeat of the season at home to Reading this past weekend. 4-1 the final score, but it certainly wasn't a 4-1 game. A mixture of defensive errors and a bad day at the office for the goalkeeper saw Reading over the line. 
Farrell Williams took her goal tally to seven for the season with another two against Brighton. I bet she can't believe her luck having seen these goals back, Chris. Uh, are we are we going for two or are we going own goal plus one? She, she'll yeah. claim she'll claim a two. <laughs> I'm 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 so certain she will claim it. Yeah, absolutely. And Reading and that, so you know they've got very experienced players, and uh, you know the slightest mistake against Reading at the moment, then they're punishing you. And Farah's obviously in in the goal scoring form of her life in that number ten role. You know, if, if, with with Jordan's injury, we had Rich on the show last week. Building up her her possibilities of, of getting back in the England squad as a number ten. If she continues to score goals, then his point will be will be more and more valid as the weeks go by because it'll be difficult to ignore the amount of goals she's scoring at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, I pity whoever's going to have to do the running for Farrah Williams if she does get picked. Cause <laughs> I didn't say that, by the way. <laughs> all, all the people listening on Twitter, that was you that said that, not me. Yeah, that's me. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take the brunt for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, as you, but as you say, I'll leave it on a positive note. She is one of the best finishers in the league at the moment. She's scoring goals. As long as she's got someone behind her to to, to track back, because she, she, she might not be able to do that as well as she did in the past. But as long as she's scoring goals, I think Phil Neville can get something out of her. The goal-scoring form that she that she is showing, it will be difficult to ignore her. But actually, yeah, she, you know, she, she certainly won't be able to go in as a two-man midfield. She'll need cover, definitely. But if she's put in again in that 10 role, then, then maybe she will be able to pop up with important goals here and there. Yeah, I truly believe she can. And I saw uh, the Birmingham game early, uh, this past weekend. It was Shania Hales versus Lucy Quinn. They were having a bit of a race on the side while they were warming up. And believe you and me, if me and Farrah Williams had a race, she'd, she'd outpace me with, 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 with ease. And she's probably like five or five or six years older than me. So. I reckon Farrah Williams' nan would outpace me. So. <laughs> we'll move on to the final game of the weekend. And that was Chelsea against Yeovil. At Kings Meadow, it was. Chelsea have found their shooting boots as they put five past ten woman Yeovil Town. Nicola Cousins got sent off at the end of the first half. It was a solid performance from Chelsea, but these kind of games that Yeovil won't be expecting to pick any points up from. It's all about keeping the score down in comparison to those teams around them in the league, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, and in fairness to Yeovil, I think they were doing that up until the red card. I think, was it only 1-0 at the point? I think it was two, but there was two oh. two within about five minutes after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, just before half-time, I think. So, um, you know, a really unfortunate time to get sent off. Uh, and then, as you say, the, the floodgates opened a little bit for Chelsea. And with the quality Chelsea have got and the quality Yeovil have got on the pitch, you'd expect Chelsea to, to make the most of any opportunity against Yeovil, never mind when they're down to 10 players. But your point is a very good one. Yeovil season won't be defined against the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal. It'll, it'll be those those other four teams around them at the bottom who are struggling to pick up points at the moment. Everton remain at the bottom with Yeovil just ahead of them, and I think it's Brighton in the place just above them. Despite another win for us, though, this weekend, we actually dropped a place into fourth on goal difference. But we must remember we have a game in hand over Chelsea. I think this is the weekend Chelsea have a day off. So a win over Liverpool will put us back up into third. So it's Arsenal at the top with 24 points. Manchester City in second with 18. Chelsea with third with 16. And us right behind also with 16. Looking ahead to this weekend then. And Blues travel, as I mentioned, to Liverpool with three points firmly on their minds. Liverpool looked really ordinary this past weekend, I thought, against Bristol, and Vicky Jepsen will be expecting a response from her side this weekend. 
12 players left the Reds in the summer, with 12 new players coming in. With that kind of turnaround, it's no wonder Liverpool have been a little bit off the pace early on, Chris. Yeah, I think you've got to, um, when you have a turnaround like that, you, you've got to hope that it clicks very, very quickly. Otherwise, you could find yourself halfway through the season and still trying to gel in a similar way to, to what West Ham are doing at the moment. But, um, you know, obviously they've had the, the turmoil of, of, of Neil Redfern leaving, you know, starting the season and then leaving a lot of players from Doncaster who were in WSL 2 last year. It's been a, a rocky start for them. I watched them win away at Brighton. Pretty poor game overall, you know, but they got the job done. They got the three points. So, you know, they've, they've got players that know how to win games, but but certainly at the moment, the way we're playing our football at the moment, there's no reason why we shouldn't be going there looking to pick up another three points. Yeah, of course. And Liverpool beat Blues last season in this fixture. I remember it well. It was a bitterly cold night in Widness. It was on that pitch, though. It was. It was on that... That wretched pitch. The much-ridiculed artificial pitch at the Select Security Stadium in Widnes. Neve Charles with the only goal in that one. Mark was furious after that one, but I'm more hopeful of this time around. As you say, Liverpool now play at Prenton Park, home of Tranmere Rovers. So we're going to have some actual grass to play on instead of that pitch that people... know. I don't think anyone wanted to go to that stadium. No. That's... That's no disrespect to the actual stadium. The stadium's actually quite nice. It's just, just the, the surface. The pitch, yeah, it's just the surface, as you say. What do you expect this time around? The overall pattern of the game to, to be similar to, to how Blues have gone this season. You know, we'll you know we'll, we'll be desperate to keep the ball. We'll we'll try and keep it. You know, keep the ball moving quickly. Um, you know, and get get Liverpool chasing us around and trying to tie them out and. And if our end product can be as good as it was for major parts this season, you know, and you've got the likes of Emma Follis and Chloe Arthur as well, who I didn't mention, you know, in, in the West Ham review, but who I thought was absolutely excellent again. If these players keep playing well and and showing their real qualities, then then I'm certain that, you know, we, we've got more than enough to go there and, and give them a real good game and, and try and pick up the three points. Yeah, absolutely. They've looked a bit shaky at the back of Liverpool recently. Um, Mark mentioned earlier in his interview that Jasmine Matthews probably will be back in the squad for this game and he thinks she's going to make a difference to make them more solid at the back. Do you think she's going to make much of a difference or do you think we've still got enough to overcome Liverpool? She's an experienced player, but the way we're playing, you know, we, you've always got to respect the opponents. Kirsty Linnett, more than aware of what she's capable of, you know, coming from Blues and Jess Clark more than capable of of putting in good performances. So you've got to res- while you respect the opponent, I think you've also got to be got to be confident in your own ability and trust your own ability. And I'm sure that's what Mark will be preparing them to do for for next Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned they've got some quality players still. I was surprised that Jess Clark didn't start against Bristol. She came on in the second half for that mm. one. I, I still see she's the uh, main threat for Liverpool, I think, going forward. Despite the introductions, as you mentioned, Kirsty Lynette, who came from Reading, I believe, mm. who was or previously at Birmingham, as you mentioned. Courtney Sweeman-Kirk, who came in from Everton, crossing the Merseyside divide. And even with those players coming in, Jess Clark, I think, is that one who can influence games, as you mentioned earlier in the season. If you keep her quiet, I think we get a much tighter grip on the on the on the fixture. Yeah, and if you listen to Mark, if we keep the ball, if we keep the ball moving and and keep the ball well, then you know it, it doesn't matter who they've got on the pitch. You know, if we've got the ball, they can't hurt us. So yeah, that, I'm sure that's what we'll be 
will be looking to do, keep the ball as much as possible, gain early control of the match and make it really difficult for Liverpool to, you know, to, to, to get the ball back off us and hurt us. So, yeah, I think Clark is and has been consistently a, a very dangerous player over the years. But yeah, I think I think they'll be looking at the players we've got available to us as well and, and worrying about what we could do to them. It's going to be interesting to see how this game goes. So prediction time, your favourite time of the week, of course. What do you think the score's going to be this time around? We'll certainly be looking to keep another clean sheet. Uh, and if we can get another couple of goals, so I will go 2-0 Blues. You've stolen my thunder. I was going to go for There we go. Uh, do you know, I had a feeling of... <laughs> um, You'll have to go first next week. I, 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 seem, I seem to be too nice and I give everyone the chance to go yeah, for me yeah. and then they steal my steal my score. But yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go more ambitious than I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. And that was the Great Sense 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use and search for Great Since 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on. Keep right on till the end of the road. Keep right on.